What's up, aka Patters? Welcome to the 31 Days of Dread. We have something special here. We have the movie Bug, 2006. Three major actors, three of their best performances. Let's go. We have a absolute recommendation. I just finished watching this movie for the very first time. Bug 2006. And welcome to the podcast, aka Pad here, the film buff. And this is the 31 Days of Dread, where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. And these episodes drop at spooky time. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face, face, which is 12 midnight. I just feel like that's Halloween appropriate. I hope to continue this trend until this podcast ceases to exist. William Freakin, last episode, day one, was The Exorcist. And I just want to make a quick note about The Exorcist. Watched it on HBO Max. Now, the the director's cut isn't available. But you watch this movie. And the mother and the daughter are driving away. And we have our, our, our priest. Not involved with the exorcism, by the way. Because if you guys listened to yesterday's episode, we know all the priests involved with the exorcist die in the course of the movie. But we have... You know, someone that was on the perimeter. He knew he knew one of the guys that died. So anyway, he's walking away. The girls are driving away. And we're supposed to get a little bit of that music. Black title black title card, red lettering, the exorcist. And we're supposed to roll into the credits. And the credits of the exorcist are designed to calm you. To let you gather everything you just saw give yourself a couple moments to think it out but it doesn't happen that way on max it shrinks right to a thumbnail and it goes into what's next this is maybe my biggest issue when it comes to streaming now you guys know i love streaming i will subscribe to every single known streaming service because i love the availability and why own something i i i have no idea I know people out there that you you have MASH Season 4 as a DVD box set. I don't know when when's the last time you went to MASH Season 4. <laughs> you guys get the point. So, to continue some of this, R.I.P. William Freakin. This is a filmmaker I'm not a thousand percent familiar with. Because he's made movies like The Brink's Job, The Sorcerer. Cruising, To Live and Die in L.A., Deal of the Century, Rampage, Guardian, Blue Chips, um, second or third greatest basketball movie of all time, Jade, Rules of Engagement, The Hunted, Bug, and Killer Joe. A lot of these movies I just named, I'm not familiar with. But I, we will be doing more about William Freakin. I know I say that a lot about a lot of filmmakers. But I've been on a deep dive of just watching a lot of what's on YouTube about him. There's a lot of interviews. There's a really good documentary. There's a conversation with him and Nicholas Winding Refn, where Nicholas Winding Refn does nothing but drill him about sorcerer. Very odd sit down, uh, sit down type conversation interview, and 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 freaking owns him uh, <laughs> by the end of that exchange. Uh, and you know what? Too you, you you kind of root for it because you don't understand. 
uh, Nicholas Winding reference uh, position in that. So let's just get into Bug. Here's the premise of this movie. We have a play. It's a play written by Tracy Letts. Tracy Letts, you've seen him, career actor. But he wrote this one act or one room, one location play. Many plays are like this. And it's a paranoid thriller. But this goes into absolute deep horror. Like deep psychological horror. And we have a couple individuals that are itching. And it's it's that fear of not being able to satisfy an itch. And being and you're talking to someone and you get an itch. Bug taps right into that. And we get two individuals basically trapped in the room trying to figure out how to stop the bugs and itching this is it's deep and it's true and it's honest psychological horror this movie as far as i can tell is not really horror it's more psychological thriller but you know that's a horror subgenre right and we have ashley judd giving her absolute best performance we have michael shannon zod himself giving an absolute roundhouse kick-ass performance. And then we have Harry Connick Jr., who I, I I love. I'm like a woman when it comes when it comes to Harry Connick Jr. I listen to his music. I know his albums. I know his tracks. To me, he is infinitely talented. I love crossover talent. Liza Minnelli type stuff. Okay, guys? He plays a crazy ex. Ashley Judd plays a abused ex. Michael Shannon plays uh, a project. She she can fix him. She brings him in. We get this dynamic, but everything about this movie screams true desperation. These the situation we're living in the motel. It's dry. It's it's heated. Uh, there's like a desert outside. We're not really sure. Harry Connick Jr. beats come shows up, beats people up, he's a bully, st- takes the money, and gets the hell out of there. William Freakin' designs one of the all-time sex scenes in this movie. When Michael Shannon and Ashley Judd get it on, it's artful it's hot i mean literally hot literally you feel it and during my course of watching this movie and this movie was kind of like a bucket list movie this movie has been on my list for a while because i do remember it coming out and i remember people saying you have to see this movie and through the course of the movie you just start smiling because it's just movie triggers like the, the the cringeworthiness but you smile because you're watching something that's a masterpiece something that's perfect something that doesn't have flaws something that's even controlling and pulling from inside of you this movie convinces you in, of, of what the two arguments are which are somewhat expected if you've seen enough movies are the bugs real are the bugs not real is a paranoia honest or is it a, a lie right and we have a couple of walk-on characters that they see the bugs they react to the bugs we know that there's bugs but the level of it 
maybe the bugs are real. Maybe it triggers this deeper paranoia. And Michael Shannon has this this speech. And the end of the movie, the third act, when everything goes blue and everything goes tinfoil, and there's a lot of references with the tinfoil. That's somewhat of a, of a, of a tinfoil hat reference. And Michael Shannon goes into this Bilderberg, very deep, very deep, very con- Alex Jones, very conspiracy theory. Which, you know, people the Bilderberg group does meet. <laughs> but it's this exchange with Ashley Judd. And Ashley Judd ends this exchange with her jumping on bed, on her bed, screaming, I am the queen bug because they're convinced that 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 these bugs were able to reproduce when they first had sex people this goes so deep you watch this exchange the end of the movie the third act and you just say to yourself how did they film this how can these two be this good they're in makeup they're in a weird lighting uh the cuts are perfect when when we go wide and and the conversation's still going and it and it it kicks in and we get that close up. Michael Shannon is in this blood covered makeup. Uh, we have a an, an amazing, perfect, horrific stab scene in this movie. Uh, it's one of Hollywood's best, or it's one of the film's absolute best stab scenes. It is gut wrenching. And the look away part of this movie is when Michael Shannon tears out one of his teeth because he's convinced that there's a bug egg sac in his tooth later verified by Ashley Judd when she looks through you know when she looks at the, uh, at the tooth through a, uh, a, a um through like a like a magnifying glass because you know he kind of ends up with one of those and he's trying to dissect while dissecting himself <laughs> what is really happening and how to get to the bottom of it this is the absolute height of a paranoid horrific horror thriller i can't think of another movie that does so much in such a limited space the makeup and the performances uh, and I say the makeup because these people are like bleeding and they're bloody throughout this movie. Uh, there's lots of bruises and 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 again, uh, the look of this movie is of desperation. The people are of desperation. The one detail I love is in this motel room, in their kitchen. There's like the, the one of those small uh, water heaters, and it's just like there in the wall. It's not even in the closet. These details define this movie. I think what we have here is one of the best and the biggest uh, overlooked movies of the 2000s, of our time, of all time. I will put Bug at the very top of horror. Bug, horror-wise, is equal to The Exorcist because it's newer, it's sleeker, it's sexier, there's it, you, you can absorb it a little bit more. I, I get it, people. The older the movie is, the harder it is to watch. I've tried watching Casablanca with a lot of people. A lot of people can't even get past the black and white. This movie's great. Shame on me. Poo-poo Peter <laughs> for waiting this long to see it. But that's what the 31 Days of Dread is all about. I saw this on Tubi. T-U-B-I. It's a free app. I recommend you go check this movie out. You are a better film goer. You're a better fan. You're a better cinephile. You're a better film buff if you've seen this movie. Also, it costs $4 million. 
four million dollars, aka Pat here, the film buff. Let's get to day three.